What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Um, welcome back to the 33 Ring Podcast. Uh, playoffs are set. We're excited. Um, real basketball's back. Not that the bubble wasn't. Um, a pretty exciting bubble, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I'm back. It's uh, Justice and Noah, as always. How's it going? And, uh, yeah, well, it's going good, I guess. We got to see the Blazers, but it's all right. Yeah. I feel okay about it. Let's not um, bring up the obvious, man. We're on camera. We are on camera. We're on bro. camera. Look at this. Live. Look how amazing. Uh, debatable but anyway <laughs> two average looking guys on a camera you know don't talk uh, about yourself like that man yeah whatever <laughs> um so yeah um episode three I'm, we're excited um let's go ahead and jump into it uh the eight seed battle was really interesting i, I feel terrible for phoenix uh, i don't why they shouldn't have sucked so bad in the regular season I'm just saying. I've saw I've seen so many people on Twitter and Reddit be like, "How is it that somebody can go in and be undefeated in the bubble and still not make the playoffs?" And it's like, yeah. well, because they were that bad before the bubble. That's true. So, but I, but you still got to feel bad for him. I feel bad for Devin Booker. I, I mean, I understand what you mean, but yeah, I don't feel bad for them. I hope that they carry it into next year, but next year they'll have to deal with the Warriors too. No, nah, I think uh, I think the days of Phoenix not making the playoffs is over. You think so? As long as as long as Booker's there, yeah. Mm. I guess yeah, we'll see. And that's not just based off the. I think I think Booker took a, another step in his career in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, I I think everybody's always wondered if he could play in meaningful games, and what he would look like. You know, the the stat sheet stuffer crowd that's like, oh, he's just, you know, he's on a terrible team, so his so his stats are elevated, but he. He put up the numbers in meaningful games and was the second best player in the bubble. So that's fair. Or third, depending upon what you think about Harden and his performances. So. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think, uh, yeah, I feel terrible for the Suns. I wanted it to be Suns Phoenix and the play in at least. The who? I mean, Suns Phoenix, um, Suns Blazers. That's what I wanted to. I really yeah. wanted it to be Suns Blazers. Um, mm. I wanted it to be my dream scenario. Probably would have been Suns in the eight seed, Blazers in the nine seed. That way, we got to see a game today and a game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, with the Blazers coming out. Yeah. Is what I would have hoped uh, for. No, I. I wanted Phoenix to come out and not from a Lakers fan standpoint, from a Booker guy. I just, I've always kind of been on Booker's side and kind of came to his defense on Twitter and Kentucky guy. So um, that's why I want to see them. But the Blazers earned it. Uh, Dame was named unanimous bubble MVP, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it was going to be unanimous. I really thought Booker would get a couple votes. Um, but Dame deserves it. I tweeted about it and I said that Dame uh, just willed his team to certain games, like the 51, 61 point games. That's just willing your team to a win. Yeah. So I get it, for sure. I am. Uh, I'm. You didn't get a chance really to watch much of the playing game, did you? Mm-mm, no. Man, it was good. McCollum came up big in the fourth quarter, just mm-hmm. like three possessions in a row. Um, I did see all of those. Oh man, it was dirty. There's not really much you can do, especially on that last one, man. Just shooting over top of uh, Morant, I believe. Yeah. Not a whole lot Which you can I was do. Tr- 
was Jaw checking him all game? Because he checked him in all three of those clips. I, I'm not totally sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, what Jaw end up with? Thirty five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, thirty five. That's pretty big for a rookie in a <laughs> the biggest game of his career. You know. The biggest, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think if Jaron Jackson's out there, it could look a lot different. Yeah, I think it absolutely would look a lot different. So. I mean, they right. they weren't looking great whenever he was in there, anyways. I guess, but no. Memphis seemed to have kind of like flipped a script after, yeah. really after he went down. So I don't know. Right. But let's go ahead. So this episode, we're just going to look into all the first round playoff matchups, um, kind of get some predictions. Um, nothing that's set in stone. I think I texted Noah my predictions earlier for the Western Conference, but they might change right now. Uh, just after we talk through it and look at the matchups. So I once again haven't prepared for this at all. So. <laughs> yeah, well, here we are. Uh, so uh, I don't think either of us really have. I think we just decided to jump in here. Uh, my game kept crashing, so I was I was done <laughs> at that point. It's podcast time. Uh, so we'll go first round. Uh, one one eight on both on uh, just the West. Let's do Western Conference first. Okay. So uh, yeah, so we'll go Lakers Blazers. Um, and this has been a lot of news, a lot of um. A lot of tweets that the Blazers are a scary first round matchup, and I just disagree. Um, I think they're the scariest first round matchup out of the potential bubble teams or out of the potential eight play in teams. But none of those play in teams scare me, and none of them should scare the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I agree you, with that. one, the Blazers just are a terrible defensive team. Yeah, um, there's no like, there's no explanation for how bad they are um i think and the lakers are recently have been struggling on offense but if the season is any if the rest of the season is any type of you know say then what it is then i think we're fine offensively it'll come when you have guys like lebron and anthony davis then offensively the game will come um and i think hopefully danny green can make a three in the series (laughs) not just in a game in the series will make a three um I, yeah, I just defensively we match up with them really well. Um, outside of Dame, I don't know if we have anybody who can really check in. That's where we miss Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. But I'd say I, we'll end up just trying to put some size on Dame. I don't see Car- Caruso will probably guard him a lot as well. But yeah, and I mean, like you said, they're awful defensively. I mean, the thing I think that you have to worry about with the Blazers is that Dame's going to get hot and that CJ's yeah. going to get hot all at the same time, um, mm-hmm. and they're just going to outscore you. I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to happen to the Lakers in round one. No. They might be able to do it some other teams, um, but I don't see it going more than five games, maybe six if they go absolutely crazy. If Dame and CJ link up at the same time, Yusuf uh, Nurkic has a similar game to tonight. Yeah. Uh, dude went for like 20-something and 20-something. That'll um, happen on AD. Yeah, pro- probably not. No. Um, and, and we uh, rebound better than any team in the league. Yeah. Outside of Milwaukee, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and Melo would have to go crazy too. So it, yeah. it, there's a lot of uh, things that would have to happen in order for it to be even a competitive series. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just for it to be a six, seven game series, I I have Lakers in five. I think I think Dame gets you one game. Um, more often than not, except for last year, against <laughs> the Warriors. But yeah, without KD. Uh, yeah, without KD. So and that's the other thing I wanted to touch on, and I've had this debate on Twitter as well. Um, the Steph Dame thing is just people. It's just like how soon people forget, like when somebody's not playing, mm-hmm. um, how good somebody really is. Uh, whether it's 
KD falling out of all the top player conversations. Um, Dame has somehow surpassed multiple people as the best point guard in the NBA. Um, seemingly after winning 29 games in the regular season and then getting into the bubble. So it's just, I just don't get, I don't, I don't comprehend. I mean, uh, humans themselves are emotional anyways. Yeah. That's what people gravitate to. So, mm-hmm. um, I, we were talking about it a few days ago or maybe yesterday. I don't know. Time yeah. flies, but, um, I hope that he just continues to, yeah, sorry about my dog there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I hope that he continues to get the the uh, the credit that he's due, and I don't think yeah. he's ever not gotten the credit that he's due. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the weird things that ESPN has been doing. They're like, yeah, you know, he's clearly a superstar now. And it's like, yeah, I thought that was kind of known. Like, I yeah. thought that's kind of been known that he was a superstar. Um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, at the end of the day, the- he's a score first superstar point guard. Those guys just don't really lead teams to championships very often by themselves, yeah. at least. Um, and CJ, I love CJ. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, mm-hmm. One of like the smoothest dudes on and off the court. I just think he's dope. Yeah. But um, he's not really going to help you too much in the quest for a title. You know. Right. Uh, okay, he's undersized two guard. Yeah. No, CJ's very, very much fit for a your third guy role. Yeah. Uh, I think he could score at the level of a first guy, but uh, just defensively and his size, I think he's just meant to be a third guy. Yeah. Um. Even like a Lou Will type, but just a little. Well, not even just a little bit, but substantially better than Lou. Um. But yeah. It's, but the Steph Dame thing is is really frustrating for me. And I told you on the phone, I was like, I, I hate Steph Curry. Like I hate that that I have to defend him. Um. But I try to be as unbiased as possible at all times. And Steph is and has been the best point guard in the NBA since 2015. Mm-hmm. And I, I, nothing's changed that. A year a year hurt with a broken hand, that's not going to change his performance next year. Um, it wasn't even his shooting hand. Like, nothing, like <laughs> nothing about his game is going to change. So I'm really excited to see him next year. Yeah. I can't wait. And I wish they would have kept D'Lo. I think that, I think that experiment would have been interesting um, just to see mm-hmm. with, with his ability to play on the ball and off. But, yeah, it's just for everyone out there, slow down on Dame. Um, I'm glad he's getting some respect and I'm glad he's getting some recognition, especially in a market like Portland. But to me, there's not even a comparison between him and Steph. I don't think it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's close. I think, I think, I think Steph is a couple of notches ahead of what Dame is. So, okay. So where do you put Dame at then on the record? That doesn't, record? that doesn't count. Yeah. On the record that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Mm. Today, doesn't, today, right now. Where do you if put I'm him? if I'm putting everybody in a vacuum and I'm saying I need this guy to be the best player possible for my team and help us make a playoffs, I'm taking Steph one and I'm taking Chris Paul two, and then Dan will go to three. How old is Chris uh, Paul? Thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm just taking him for one season. The better player, to my opinion, Chris is still a savvy defender. Yeah, I mean, OKC's okay, yeah. what fifth in the fifth in the West? Is that what they yeah. Early. So that's, that's my thing. Yeah, fifth. And people seem to forget and i've mentioned this to you as well is that chris has completely revitalized three franchises in a row like he like he went to new orleans made them a playoff team went to the clippers made them a contender went to the thunder where everybody thought they were just tanking what was their thing point zero point two percent chance of making the playoffs <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're a five seed because chris paul is that good at basketball he's that good of a game manager um he can still like i said he still defends at a high level I just I would take Chris Paul if I'm trying to go win a championship before I would take Dan. 
Jimmy Butler wouldn't. I know that. They're friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm yeah, just messing with you. I think they're boys, but um, yeah. So Lakers, Blazers. Back to back to the prediction. I I got Lakers. Yeah, Lakers in five. Lakers in five. I could see it going mm-hmm. six, but yeah, I could also see it going in four. Yeah. Just them not I, being able to deal with the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they, got, I mean, they got some size on their roster. You know, they got Whiteside, they got um, uh, Nurkic, but who the hell's guarding LeBron? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's it's the big what? <laughs> that's the big question. So Gary Trent, like, yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah, I'm just, I don't think it's gonna be a series. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be high scoring. Dame's gonna have his moments. It's just not gonna be close for me. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, the two seed Clippers are playing the Mavs, and what I think is going to be more interesting than a lot of people uh, think. I think it has the potential to, you yeah. know, uh, it depends on what offense the Mavericks roll out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's not the many. Thing for me, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say there's not many people in the NBA that are going to be able to guard Kristaps uh, if he's hot. Just being yeah. that tall, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of people that can do anything with that. But their defense sucks. Um, it does suck. And the Clippers don't have a bad offense. No, and, they don't. And they're super deep, which doesn't really matter as much in the postseason, but mm-hmm. they are deep. Um, and like I said, they got some great scores. So. Yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted out earlier, and I said, uh, I'm a Lakers fan. I want the Lakers to win. I said, but I think the Clippers will win the championship. Um, and I think, you know, they have four 18-point-per-game scores. Um that hasn't happened since like 1967. So, um, wait, four, four, what? Four guys who average over 18. Mm. So yeah, that hasn't happened since like 1967. So Celtics it's like, are close. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. I don't, uh, many, I don't know how much Hayward averages. Probably 16, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think it is. Um, but yeah, so I think like that team and tremendously deep guys who can come in and play and get good minutes. Uh, I think the Mavs would be a tough series for him just because, you know, you're playing Luca, who's the top 10 player in the world. Um, Porzingis, who I don't, we don't know because I don't, I don't think this one year has really told me, Hey, he's a top 25 player in the NBA. Um, but if you talk about what he's done in the bubble, he's one of the 20 best guys in the NBA. So, I mean, that's always going to be a tough series. Tim Hardaway Jr. has had a great year. If Trey Burke plays like he did in the first game in the bubble, <laughs> then you might be set, but I don't know. I like that team. Maxi, uh, Maxi, Kleber. That's how you say his last name, right? Every time I hear it on uh, on the air, it's like Kleba. But Kleba? yeah, so it's like a soccer thing. Like Kleba? They pronounce it Maxi Kleba. Okay, but so, it looks like Kleber to me. Yeah, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> Kleber. Um, but Maxi is one of the best switch defenders in the NBA when it comes to switching onto a guard. And guards try to take advantage of that mismatch. They must not watch the film. Like it's like statistically, he's ridiculous when he's guarding and guard. Like he's got good feet, he moves quickly, um, he makes up for a lot of what their guards can't do, mm-hmm. which is defend. So I think it'd be interesting, but uh, I'm going to go Clippers, Clippers and six. I'm going to say Clippers and five, five. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can respect that, but I think I, I think Dallas absolutely has to take a game. So yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, and, and we're also kind of in uncharted territory with the, uh, with the um, bubble type stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, who knows what yeah. can happen without a uh, home court advantage? 
I would have liked to see Dallas in Dallas playing in Dallas because they that's a great crowd. A great playoff. <laughs> Dallas game. in Dallas playing in Dallas. Playing in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, caption that. Um, but <laughs> uh, the next one is, in my opinion, the most interesting matchup, which is the Nuggets and the Jazz. Um, not from like a storyline standpoint. I think Rockets and Thunder is the most interesting. Um, but Nuggets and Jazz are just two teams that like always seem to like. Like, like when you think of the Nuggets, the next team I always think of is the Jazz, and I don't know why. Um, maybe it's because they're not like I don't know. It's hard for me to explain. But I think there's uh, like similar teams, especially um, expectation-wise, coming into the season. I think they were yeah. kind of grouped into the same bracket of mm-hmm. what we thought they were going to be. So yeah, I, I do the same thing. Whenever I think of the Nuggets, yeah. I think of the Jazz as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had the Nuggets as my preseason number one in the West, like not like coming out of the West in the playoffs, but having the best regular season record. Mm-hmm. So I had the jazz somewhere in the top four as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're nuggets jazz for me. I think it's almost an easy decision. Nuggets. Um, the jazz, I think, I think Conley has to be Mike Conley of old for them to really have a chance. Yeah. And then what does that do to Donovan Mitchell of new? Yeah. If Mike Conley so just- of old comes out. Mike and I, I really thought Mike was going to unlock something in Donovan's game, and I, I just—it's come out that I was wrong because I don't—I don't think Mike fits with them at all. Because um, Donovan's kind of like their Booker, like he's a playmaker from their two guard role. Mm-hmm. I just—I don't, don't know what you put next to Donovan. I think you just make Donovan your point guard and just let it be and see and and fill and fill those holes with scores, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're missing—they're missing Bogey. No, right. yeah, that hurts them a lot too. Yeah, so you're missing Bogey, which was he was what eighteen or nineteen a game this year, something, something like that. Yeah, he was doing. Yeah, well. so I mean, I I don't think that's serious. I think I think if Bogey was there, I could make it a, a seven game series. But I'm going to go Nuggets and six. I think I think Jazz can take two, but I think Nuggets are just too deep um, with guys who can play. I'm interested to see if Bol Bol actually gets to play in the playoffs. I'm uh, I'm excited to see how uh, MPJ does. Under, I hope under the lights. I do yeah. too. I hope. Yeah, I hope this hasn't been a fluke. Yeah. Um, um, and I love watching Jamal Murray, and I love watching uh, Jokic in in playoff basketball. So Jokic has a beautiful game, man. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's a freak, uh, especially skinny Jokic. <laughs> boy, the boy looking mobile out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, let's see. But yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nuggets in uh in six. I like that prediction as well. Okay. I I would I want to say everybody five right now, but um mm. I'll say I'll say six. Okay. Just because I've been a jazz hater kind of all year, I didn't understand like the the hype for him last summer. <laughs> yeah, you did. You hated it whenever I was talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't want to be a complete jazz hater because I know how I know how talented they are and who they mm-hmm. got on their roster. Um. And I'm a big Nuggets fan, so they're yeah. probably my my favorite team in the West. Yeah, I'm saying oh, it right now. I'm, I'm claiming them. I've I don't been... know if that's how it works. What? What do you mean? I don't know if you like have like a like a favorite team in the West. They're my second favorite team. I don't think I have a second favorite team. You don't like the you don't like the Clippers. So the Rockets <laughs> and Thunder, <laughs> the Rockets and Thunder play, um, and this storyline wise is the most interesting. I think. Um, well, and I think a lot of it depends on how the Rockets fare with the absence of Westbrook for we don't know how long. So it's it's really interesting because I think that um, before they traded Capella, 
This you isn't... just pierced my soul through the camera, bro. You looked straight into it, and it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty epic. Did you like that? <laughs> All right, go ahead. You want me to do yeah, it again? Um, nope. I think, <laughs> I think that uh, before, <laughs> I think that before they trade a Capella, this isn't as big of a deal, but because they're doing this PJ Tucker center role thing, it yeah. requires a hyper athletic uh, point guard that's able to rebound at the rate mm-hmm. of Westbrook. Um, and so, who, who, where are they going to do? Put Rivers, I guess, as their starting point guard. Yeah, I would think so. Him or uh, Gordon. Yeah. So, yeah. that's a name I haven't really heard a lot this year. Maybe I just haven't paid en- like enough attention no, to the he Rockets. Has not but well this year. yeah, that's weird. I kind of forgot that he was on the Rockets. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I hope that they're okay because I want to see a good series. I think it's a decent series, uh, regardless, even with what, even with Westbrook in there. Yeah. Um, but I think that if he's out two games, then I could see the Thunder grabbing two games. You know, because yeah. I mean they're they're nice, but you also um, have to account for James Harden going for fifty three points one game or something. You know. Yeah, so. that's the, that's the scary thing about the Rockets, and um, I mean it's not like Chris was pouring in thirty point games when he was playing with Houston. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of it was James offensively, and the difference between what they were doing then and what they were doing now is like you said, the small ball. But Draymond touched on this um, whenever he was on TNT, and he was like, "He's like this Rockets team. He's like, I know visually you can watch it, and you may think like, hey, that's the same thing. They're just shooting a bunch of threes." He said, "But their looks are much more open." And he said, "Because nobody on the planet is staying in front of and staying in front of Russ one on one." He said, "And the floor is so spread." And he said, "Russ is a willing passer, so he's going to make that pass." And he said, "Harden's going to do the same thing." He said, "So their quality of looks has changed." Mm-hmm. He was like, so I think they're a better team than they were. He said, record may not show, you know? But yeah, you can see that, I, I think, think uh, through um, the type of threes that um, Gordon shot a lot yeah. last year. And it's not just all P.J. Tucker corners in the – or threes in the yeah. corner. And they got guys who came in that they that they picked up who really filled shoes or guys who just stepped up. Daniel House has been really good this year, I think. Yeah, he uh, has been. Ben McElmore might be their best shooter outside of James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember when he came in, everybody gave him Ray Allen comparisons. So I don't remember that. Really? You mm-hmm. should look into it. That was his like player comparison was Ray Allen. So like sneaky athletic. He had some bounce when he came in. He probably still does. Is he and the then, dude that got baptized by LeBron? Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> when he tried to take a charge when his feet was like right on the edge of the circle. Yeah. I remember that. Knee. Yeah, LeBron put his knee in his neck. Um but I'm going in this series. I think James Harden's just gonna be a little bit too much. Um, regardless, I, if Westbrook's missing more than two games, I could see it going thunder. Um, I could see them actually winning this series, but wouldn't that be unfortunate uh, for for Houston yeah. fans? Oh my gosh, man! That would really hurt too if you know it being at the hand of Chris Paul. Oh, that no, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. I mean, it'd be <laughs> funny, be but I just put myself yeah. in their shoes, and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that that I'm hurts. A clo- I'm a closeted Chris Paul stand, so uh, closeted, closeted. Now it's not. Now I've come out. <laughs> But um, I think for me, I'm going Rockets in seven. I think it's going to go seven. Yeah, I think it for me, it, it comes down to how long Westbrook's out for how yeah. how long it goes. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say I'm still going to pick the Rockets, obviously. I'll say Rockets in six. I'll say that James Harden, i say Westbrook isn't out as long as we're uh, afraid that he's going to be. Um, and then uh, James Harden has some big games. Yeah, I'm, Harden's always bound to have some big games. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving forward, I think we're, we're switching over to the East. 
and I'm gonna let you take the reins. So if you want to talk about the first the first round matchup and then move on, uh, just Bucks, uh, Bucks and Magic, I believe. Um, yeah. And the Magic are just absolutely depleted. Um, oh yeah. And so, um, give me one second. I'm gonna cut this part out, dude. Will you fuck? Yeah, so you can like go ahead and take the trains or whatever. <laughs> All right, yeah. So obviously in the East, though, we're talking about the the Bucks and the Magic, um, yeah. and the Magic are just depleted, right? Um, they're missing Aaron Gordon. I think he's out the entire the entire time. Um, Jonathan Isaac's out. Bucks are the best team in the East. Uh, they have the best record in the NBA too, right? Yeah. What were you looking at? Bucks are the best team in the East. Oh, uh, I don't know what you're saying. Well, they got the one seed, and I don't think this one's gonna be close. I think it's Bucks and four. Bucks and four, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think when you get to a certain point, and it's kind of like the Heat of old um, with LeBron, D Wade, or even Cleveland. You know, when you get to those first series, um, and you and your body's got to make it to the playoff run, like you've got to put teams away that you're supposed to put away. Yeah. And um, I think Giannis understands that, and I think I think that team is capable enough of. Putting them away. I don't know when is Bledsoe back. I don't know. I have not, I haven't even heard anything about it. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I even without Bledsoe, that Magic team at this point is just terrible. Yeah. Um. So no Isaacs, no Gordon. It's just the Markel Fultz show. Him and Evan Fournier, just <laughs> you know, tra- yeah. taking turns, I guess. So. Um, yeah, yeah. To me, it's not even it's not even a series worth like discussing in depth. Yeah, um, I agree. If you if you're the best player in the world, if you're the MVP, you gotta put teams away that you're supposed to put away so i think i think he makes easy work of them in four um so the next one's interesting the raptors are are my choice to make the finals um not my choice to win it i think whoever comes out of the west is the nba champion okay but um raptors nets i think the nets take one i do too i don't think the raptors have looked great the past uh i don't know Mm -hmm. week two weeks yeah um and the nets obviously they're not I think Karis LeVert proved that he can maybe win them a game. He's done that throughout the season. Um, and so if he gets hot and they just play all right, um, they can maybe win a game. I hope that I hope that Toronto comes out and looks better than they have in the past a little bit. Yeah. If they do, then I could see it being, you know, Raptors in four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say Raptors in four or five. Yeah. Well, that's a championship team now, and I think that – they comprehend what I was just talking about. You got to put teams away. So um, I don't see it going any further than five. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think if they're playing at their full potential, four. But I'm, I'm just going to say five because I think the Nets take a game. Yeah, me too. Uh, so the, ne- the next one, the big one to me, um, <laughs> Celtics and 76ers. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ben Simmons is out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been looking for the past like two months or t- two months of the NBA season. Yeah, uh, it's been looking like it was going to be the Celtics and 76ers round one. Mm-hmm. Um, two months ago, that scared the crap out of me. I was like so nervous about it. Um, you know, whenever you talk about matchups, maybe the worst matchup for the Celtics in the NBA was the full strength 76ers based on yeah. their size. They just don't have the bodies for it. Um, uh, and so now, obviously, with Ben Simmons out, if you look at their like their uh, their box score numbers or whatever, I think they're actually better with Justin Bede on. They're mm-hmm. like a plus eleven in comparison to with 
Simmons and Embiid on. Um, and so I, I've got a bunch of like Celtics fans that I know that are like, yo, let's go. We got, we got the 76ers. It's time to clean up. And Embiid appears to be banged up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not sure that's going to be that easy. Embiid is one of those guys that can just dominate a game. Um, yeah, on both sides of the floor if he wants to. Yeah. He's lazy. He's lazy on defense, but if he wants to play. He's really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I still – I think that the Celtics win it. I'm going to say Celtics in six. Celtics in six? Yeah. Um, and I could see it going shorter too if uh, – if because, I mean, the Celtics have been cooking the last – all of the bubble. I think they've got some yeah. of the best efficiency in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it going five as well. Um, but I'm just yeah. – I'm not ready to count out the 76ers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you look back at last episode, I picked the I picked the Celtics over the Bucks. Um, and I thought about coming on here and taking that back. I'm just not. Um, I think it might be fueled for my general hate for Giannis, but um, me too. I can't stand Giannis. Yeah, you see him headbutt, uh, headbutt yeah, Mo Wagner. That's not that's not a thing for me. Like it is yeah. what it is that happens. Like I love when Brandon Ingram came through throwing punches at Chris Paul, and I'm a Chris Paul fan. So like, like when Rondo spit in his face, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so like stuff like that just doesn't bother me. Um, I think a part of it's just my not wanting to see like this next era of NBA players take over what like I've grown up with, you know. And a part of it's just like I just don't love how not complete his game is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's still a freak though. Yeah, you know, he he's is. The, I get irritated the, by his uh his lack of uh foul calls in the uh in the postseason. It's never gonna happen. He's he's the face in the NBA at this point. Uh, it frustrates well, me so much, man. I can't stand think? the way he just barrels into the into the lane. Yeah, he is for sure. Yeah, like you think he took that from LeBron? Not yet. No. As the face, just the face. No, not yet. It's, I think Steph did. I think Steph took it for LeBron for a, a two-year span. Uh, I don't know, man. It, There's a difference maybe, between most powerful and being in the face. LeBron's always going to be the most powerful NBA player, even when he retires. Maybe just, he took it for, like, that season. But still, if you yeah. ask somebody that doesn't really watch basketball, right, if you're just like, yo, what do you think about the NBA? They're probably the first person that they were going to think of in 2016 or in 2018 or now or back in 2013, mm-hmm. probably LeBron James. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, Giannis is in Milwaukee making this noise. So I just – to me, Giannis is probably the face of the NBA right now. Ooh, no, but I don't think so. I think it's I still – I think it's still LeBron. I'm glad you think that. Um, but – so, yeah, Raptors, Nets, that's what we're on, right? Oh, yeah. So, so Celtic Sixers, Celtic Sixers. So how did I even get to Giannis at that point? Anyway. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, so Celtics Sixers, um, like I said, I picked them over the Bucks, and I think I'm going to stay true to that. You know, you got to have a hot take here and there, and I think I actually kind of believe myself. So Celtics Sixers, I'm going to say they make easy work of Philly in five. Five, okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, like I said, and the numbers point to Philly being better without Simmons mm-hmm. on the floor. If Justin B, you told me about that, and um, regardless, and and this is my thing for whatever anybody says when when one of the 20 best players in the NBA isn't um, isn't playing your team can't be better fit or not your team can't be you can't be better yeah. without without Ben Simmons uh what he brings defensively the matchup issue that he would have given Tatum to now it's going to be a Josh Richardson Tobias Harris probably a mixture of who's guard Tatum you know so it's yeah. just now Horford has kind of looked like himself now that 
Ben Simmons is off the floor. I will say that uh, he's been playing a little better. So you take that for you know with a grain of salt. But I think I think Celtics take it in five. Yeah, and it's it's not just about you know if the 76ers are looking better or not. It's like even with Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. it's still looking like the Celtics were probably going to take that series. You know. Yeah. But, uh, I don't. Know. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, uh, Heat and Pacers. He'd have looked good, man. Really, he'd good. have looked really, really good. Um, I'm gonna Does go. Scare you at all? No, because we won't have to face him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, and, and actually, I think that the Heat match up decent with the Bucks. They've kind of given them trouble throughout the season. Mm. I've been told. So <laughs> there's YouTube. There's YouTube videos about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that they're playing the Bucks because maybe they can knock them out. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as against the Pacers go, though, um, I think they probably beat the Pacers in, I'm going to say six. I hate saying, oh, five to six, five to six. Yeah. But I've, I've yeah. got the Heat winning that. Um, well, I, I try to give most teams the respect of winning a game in a series. Yeah. Um, I think sweeps happen more often than I think they do. But I think uh, TJ Warren's hurt, by the way. I don't know what that means for Indiana. How how hurt is uh, he? I hadn't heard that. I can't remember what it was. He had plant of plantar plantar arthritis and then <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah he's got plantar arthritis and then um <laughs> he, or something like that it was it was something like not like real serious but enough that maybe he doesn't play in a couple games you know mm-hmm. or maybe you want to maybe you want to hold him out so he's healthy for next season you know he's a star of your franchise at this point um I told you the other day you should hang T.J. Warren's jersey in the Raptors with Jeremy Lin whenever he was on the Knicks. Bubble <laughs> T.J. Warren will never. This will never happen to him again. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that. I, I think but, his. Uh, I think his overall play increases, but not to this level anymore. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not going to yeah. be this level. Um, but I think uh, Oladipo is just not 100 percent. Still, mm-hmm. I, I respect that he's playing. Uh, I. I'm interested to see what it looks like with him playing the Heat because I think he'll be a member of the Heat next year more often than more likely than not. Um, just that's that's the rumor, and Jimmy loves him some Vic, and I think he fits <laughs> with their what their mold is, you know, defensive guys. So, uh, Sabonis isn't being isn't playing, so to me it's just Heat and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say a Heat sweep. A heat sweep. I can mm-hmm. see that too, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say heat sweep. They just played so well and they their ball movement is very Celtics y. Yeah. Like the way they the way they swing the ball around and they've got a patrillion shooters. Duncan Robinson is one of the three best shooters in the NBA right now. Dude, yeah. He's he's a freak. Yeah. Yeah, he's a freak. And, and then, they just seem to love to play together too. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to watch them play if it's not against yeah. your team. And then the interesting thing is their experiment running hero at point. He's kind of running like like the point for their offense right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of giving him some creative freedom to play the way that I don't know if I knew he was capable of playing. I knew he had a handle on him, and I knew he could play, but I think he's been creating his own shot a lot more than he was earlier in the season. And uh, I, th- I think it's interesting to watch that, and I think it adds a, a, some size to your lineup. So, you know, and then Drogic's still coming off the bench. I think that's just a pretty deep team, too. I think if they're – Smart Kendrick Nunn only comes in in spurts because I think he takes a lot of bad shots. I think he kind of is a ball stopper. Yeah, so. hasn't looked great. Um, the... I think Nunn. I think Kendrick Nunn likes Kendrick Nunn more than the rest of his teammates do. So 
just personal opinion. It's <laughs> fair. Personal opinion. Yeah, and uh, and Bam still looking phenomenal. I love Bam. I do too. I love Bam. I would do anything for Bam to be a Laker. Absolutely anything. Well, you know, you got a like a twenty-five to fifty percent shot of it someday. Always, I'm sure. Always. Yeah. Any pl- what happens in LA? Yeah, take your pick. It's so annoying. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that in Boston. I feel like you always get meetings. <laughs> yeah, were we the Durant, Knicks, bro? Durant, but we weren't getting meetings with everybody for the. Yeah, he didn't even want to come see us until we got LeBron. Yeah, I mean that that is the uh, that is kind of like a stereotype against Boston that nobody wants to play there. But I think mm-hmm. team, I think dudes do want to play there. Um, I think you should want to play with Jason Tatum. Yeah, I think you should too. And, and Jalen Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah, and Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, they're going to be really good for the next twelve years. Oh, so. It's a great time to be a Celtics fan. It's a great time to be an NBA fan too. That's yeah. that's one thing I wanted to touch on real quick. Is uh, this is the first season that we've had this level of parity in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I think that changes our um, outlook on the playoffs. And it kind of sucks because not all these teams are at full strength. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody's there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess that's. I was just thinking, like, man, I'm choosing everybody in five to six, five to six. Whereas previously, you know, last season, the year before that, it was like, oh yeah, Cavs and four, Cavs and four. You know, Warriors and four, yeah. Warriors and four. Um, but I think now it's just like, hey, man, there's competition at all levels of the playoffs. It's not the first round, unless you're the one seed, isn't meant to be this super easy, mm-hmm. um, just like cupcake round. It's still, you know, it won't be for the Lakers. Or I mean, hopefully, hopefully the the Magic can get the Bucks are fun. If the Magic, hey, listen. Somebody take me up on this bet. It's just going to be a little bitty bet. If you listen to this, $5 says the, if you think the Magic can take a game, I'll give you $5. If they win, if they win one game, I'll give you $5. They do have a, they do have you. I don't give a. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to get you less. $5, bro. I can care less. I'm trying to me, help bro. you. You should have no. been, dude, what you should have just done right there has been like, oh my God, you're right. Oh, oh yeah. And then yeah, you got I a guess. bunch of dudes coming at you. Hey, $5, Markel $5. Folks, you know, like, number one pick. Markel, yeah, dude. I mean, they got Mo Bamba on that squad. No, he's he's not. He left. Oh, he left. He left the bubble. Why did he leave the bubble? Uh, COVID post COVID testing or something like that. He's got to go do. Hmm. Poor yeah, guy. So yeah, so he's gone. So they suck. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll, suck we'll, so never, well, never mind. I mean, they had a chance, but <laughs> now it's over. <laughs> um, I do want to talk. I do want to touch on one more thing, and it's kind of ridiculous. I I think that. And and this is part of the reason I picked the Clippers to win the championship. I think that the Lakers have the toughest path to the championship I've seen ever. Seriously. Because if they beat Blazers, then they go winner of Rockets Thunder. So then they're probably seeing Westbrook and James Harden. Mm-hmm. So you go from Damian so you go from Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Nurkage to Westbrook and James Harden, who are two of the top twenty five players of all time. And then you get past them and then you're playing the Clippers. And you're seeing Paul George, Kawhi, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not even going to say the other little angry guys' name. Um, <laughs> so it's just, I think seriously, I think that I'm not, I'm not a fan of this championship should count for more. Like there are people who are like, well, LeBron coming back from three one, that should count for three rings. No, it's no. just one. Yeah. yeah, it's just one. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it counting more, but I do think there is something to be said for going through something, and I think. The, I think it'll benefit LeBron if he can find a way to get out of this and win. 
because we've always heard Cupcake East. He's had cakewalks to the finals. You yeah. Know, this, I think this is literally the toughest path to the finals in NBA history. I think you would struggle to find one tougher. Yeah, and I think it's like that for, for, for a lot of teams too. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at the Clippers, what, they would have to play the Mavericks and then yeah. it'll be probably the Nuggets and then the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's three tough series as well. And then, you know, if you get out, you probably have the the Bucks or the Celtics or the Raptors looking at you. You know, yeah, those teams are bad, so. Heat, you don't give the Heat a chance, not even like a slightest chance, me either. No. Unfortunately, I think yeah. they're really good, and I but, think that they're one. I think they're one piece away. Yeah, they just seem like they. Uh, they almost remind me of the, uh, the like 2017 um, Celtics, 2016, 2017, just kind of uh, overachieving. Um, I can't. Just it's like just been play. a whole season worth. What do you mean? Like they've they've done it all year, so I don't think they're overachieving. I think it's just who they are. Um, well, then maybe the because the Celtics did it all year too, you know. Um, that's just that's yeah, just they, the, the they team. They lost that, their best guy. Then oh. they overachieved. No, no, no. You're, you're, I'm thinking of the Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley. Oh, the Isaiah Thomas teams. Okay. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen, not seventeen, eighteen. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it then. Yeah, that's an accurate comparison. Yeah, that's that's what they remind me of. Just a really good, scrappy, uh, regular season team. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, maybe they'll get to the conference finals the same. Isaiah Thomas. Is he still on the Wizards? He wasn't in the bubble, I don't think. I'm saying if he's a free agent, why wouldn't somebody have taken a chance? I mean, Brooklyn was taking Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley. But anyways, I mean, I think he's probably still on the Wizards roster and just didn't want to go. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean – the, the, and the thing you touched on that I liked a lot was the parody of the NBA. I think it's awesome to have that back. Um, what do you mean really back? Cool. I don't know if we've ever seen it to this level. I mean, the. I think we did because, like, you know, Boston, when you all were really good, had to go through LeBron. Um, LeBron yeah. had to go through that's, Boston. And then the Lakers had to go through Dallas. The Lakers had to go through the Spurs and vice versa. You know, that's I fair. That yeah, point. that's fair. Yeah, I think I think the West and the East are both pretty equally – not equally stacked. West has been better since 2000 and, I don't know, seven. Yeah. But, I was going to say just, 2008, somewhere around there. Yeah. So it's just I, – I think it's awesome to have back. And it's been a long time because it was like, you know, we knew Miami was going to play Dallas or we knew Miami was going to play um, the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just – Yeah, yeah. This – I guess maybe that's uh, that's what I mean. There's less uh, top heaviness, yeah. so there's parity. But I don't know if we've ever seen this level of non top heaviness, right? Yeah. Because um, I mean, it's kind of like a in both conferences. There's three to four teams that you can just say pick them, like who you think's mm-hmm. coming out. So uh, it's fun. I'm excited to. I was afraid we weren't going to get to see it, and then next oh, year, I'm crushed. Yeah. Then next year we're getting the Nets back, who are going to be. <laughs> Filthy. Yeah. You're gonna be filthy. Yeah, the East the East is really, really dangerous next year too. Still- if KD's healthy. If KD's the, the same KD. So yeah, I mean the Nets are gonna be filthy and you know, but that's next year. And so I'm excited to see what happens this year. Um like I said, Clip Clippers probably gonna win in my opinion. Um but you know, that's still to come. Yeah, so, we got the we got the first round. Yeah, first round's knocked out. Uh Second round comes around, you'll hear from us again. I think we have another redraftables coming up kind of soon. Mm-hmm. Good um, try to make that its its own thing, and hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how long the first the first round might take. Um, and yeah. so we'll try and get at least one more episode out during mm-hmm. these games, kind of like in the middle, maybe 
between game two and game three. I think yeah. that would be good there's timing. A, if there's a big game, we'll hop on and talk it out. So, yep. yeah. Uh, shout out Dame, Bubble MVP. Uh, shout out Noah for everything he's doing for the pod, all the editing. <laughs> what a guy. Try um, my hardest, man. Yeah, that's a wrap for episode three of the 33 Ring Podcast. Yep, episode three.